It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. March is here and the madness has officially begun. It's time for you to shoot your shot and score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. Predict winners in each round of the MyBookie Bracket Contest for a chance to win a Bitcoin, a Doodle NFT, currently valued at over $50,000, and over $100,000 more in cash prizes. Whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props, MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today with MyBookie and use promo code BOUNDS to make your first deposit, earning a free entry into the My Bracket Contest. Selections for the bracket will officially begin on March 13th and close March 17th at noon Eastern. So make sure you get your deposit in now with Bounds to secure the free entry. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Support for the show comes from MyBookie.ag. Get a free entry in the MyBookie Bracket Challenge by using promo code BOUNDS at MyBookie.ag. Check it, out. Check it out. This is the SEC Insider Hit. It's driven by the John Deere tractors at Mississippi Ag. Visit agup.com to find a retail location near you. Let's go. I think we may have found a way to get the advertising budget from the doc in 1998. Just received a text and um, this may happen. So this will be, this will be cool. Did they even, for our listeners, somehow we started, I don't know how we got on. Oh, I, I mentioned that I would have loved to have done a remote from the dock back in the day. And um, and we were talking about, you know, what what stations, I guess, would go through. the. I don't remember any of that uh, as far as, you know, I just wasn't really locked in on, on the dial. But uh, I know they were there, surely, right? That the dock had to do some advertising um, for their shows, I would think. Maybe not a lot, because they were rolling for a while. 
Um, and I'd, I'd like to know, I mean, I, you know, I started going in the early 90s, maybe. But I'd like to know exactly what their sweet spot was. Like, what was their best 10 years? Right? 8 to 10 years? What would you say they were? If anybody has some ideas on that, let me know. But um, I think we're, we may be able to retrieve a uh, an advertising budget from the doc. Um, you know, I was bartending in the 90s, Blake, when I was in college. And I did try to get on with the doc. Those, those spots were pretty highly coveted. And those, those men and women didn't move around a whole lot. But, you know, made a ton of dough. So it officially opened in 1980 as the dock as you know it. I can't believe, considering we're in the Bible Belt, I cannot believe that it was ever allowed to open at that time. So in 1964... I mean, it, it was we were a hard-core, yes. hard-religion, hard-on-people place, you know? All right, so go ahead. So 1964, DeWitt, uh, Deweese's father... The former owner of the dock is DeWitt Deweese. His father opened the marina in 1964 where it started. The dock was originally a fuel dock and bait shop that had a little beer and sandwich hut on it. I can't believe. In 64? In 64. A beer and sandwich hut. I can't believe anybody was. I mean, I get how far things got done back then. I can't believe he was even allowed to legally or illegally. Sell beer and sandwich. To sell a yeah. beer in yeah. the 60s. Yeah. Because, again, we were. It, it it was a hard time, hard people. I mean, there's a reason why we didn't grow, but go ahead. Yeah, so it, it started in 1980, what you know as like the dock and at the main harbor. And okay. They, they say it started Can you imagine at, what that looked like? Oh, no. I, I mean, mean there are people yeah. maybe listening that remember. But. Yeah. Uh, it started a 24-year party is what they say. Um, originally, the biggest attraction of the dock was the food, the burgers, and then the dock rockers, the signature frozen drinks. What a brilliant... I mean, here, that was kind of cutting edge, okay? Yeah. I mean, we were more of a, um, I don't say the beer, because we're Miller Lite and Coors Light, but it was more of a red label, red and white label beer. And and meat potatoes simplicity. Absolutely. This was, they were I mean, serving fried mushrooms. We had no palate. They we were serving no... fried mushrooms at the dock in 1980. That's impressive. That is impressive when yeah. I think about it. Yeah. It is. I mean, so they, they were known for their burgers and then like the fried mushrooms. Shapley slash Kessel Prime did not open until 85. Yeah. Nick's didn't open until 85-ish, 6-ish. What about Char? 84-ish. I don't remember when Nick rolled that out. Fisherman's Wharf was open on 80. Um, Quesarah was mid to late. I mean, look, Quesarah for about 12 years was phenomenal. Um Oh, the one in Highland Village that Jeff Good referenced long before Bravo. Um, uh, what what was it called downtown? Dinneries? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of nice tablecloth type dining. Um, the key to the docks. What's the one on, what's, what's Chrishell's? Yes. C- Old Chrishell's on, on 80. 80. Yep. They're still rocking, uh, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can get great comeback there, by the way. When we did our comeback show. Oh, man, great. comeback sauce Chrishell's. I wonder if the... When the dock had comeback sauce. I don't know about that. Can I tell you what separated the dock from the rest of Jackson for most of its 24-year 20 history? It was on water? Well, yes, but do you know why it was open later than everywhere else? It because, qualified for resort, uh, resort status. status? Yep. I wonder so they if it was DeWitt's open. dad or, or a friend, an attorney, or a politician who knew enough to um, 
because the Pearl River Resort Valley or whatever runs the reservoir. It's a board. Uh, it's very politically motivated. Um, and so, Blake, that's incredible. Yeah. So somebody, they had somebody gave status. somebody, you know, back then probably 127 bucks <laughs> and uh, and got resort status or something. Yeah. Yeah. So they they did. Uh, they had resort status, so they'd be open until like 4 a.m. Right. OK. Um, and then also Are you serious. Even back then. Yeah. Even back then. Right? I can't believe that the. Police department slash just county city, yeah. of Matt. I don't even know if Ridgeland was incorporated. Had a police yeah. yeah, I don't know. Mayor McGee probably started in about 80, six, seven, eight. I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I remember going to an all-star tournament in Ridgeland, and I thought I was in, you know, at the end of the earth. You know, this was like 82 as a kid. Uh, I mean, 51 was rough. It's amazing that Ridgeland is an amazing, beautiful town now. All right, go ahead. Uh, Deweese, We're talking uh, about the dot. For our listeners, the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're talking about uh, the dock. I think most of you know the dock, bar, restaurant, you know, club, uh, boat, marina, nefarious, whatever. (laughs) I mean, I guess it was whatever you wanted it to be for you. It was many, many things to, to different people. That blows me away. That uh, so they rolled it out in 1980. 1980 going. ran till uh, 04. Um, Deweese, the owner, said that the average Saturday was anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 people. Can you imagine nope. in their heyday? Nope. <laughs> how much cash was going? All right. First of all, you have to remember this, Blake. Credit cards. No, you don't remember this. People didn't have check cards. Nope. You either had cash or you wrote a check, for God's sake. And I bet they didn't take checks at the dock, okay. I had to guess. Or I'm sure they did, and they got bounced all over the place, <laughs> but that that was, that probably took 30% of their time every week. Exactly. But uh, there are people listening that probably bounced plenty of checks at the dock. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's cash. There were credit cards. But so, so archaic, yes. right? Like antiquated. Yeah. You still had to do the thing where you slid the metal Absolutely. machine over. and I don't, You didn't even know if it was going to go through once you finally got turned it. them in. Yeah, exactly. Well, they uh, he talks about the biggest night um, was the night that Prince made a last-minute appearance. He says, we estimate we had about 2,500 people in and another 1,000 in the parking lot that we couldn't let in. Incredible. For a Prince performance. That's Incredible. insane. What's insane is that nothing has opened. Well, people have tried. So DeWitt Deweese talks about how since 04, when the the lease came up and they, you know, there was that idea that they were going to make all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was supposed stuff. to be a big development. Yeah. And, yeah. and it never felt, and it, it all fell through. But in the process of that, they lost, he lost the dock in that process. Okay. And was not able to renew the lease at the time. Okay. Then that development fell through. There have since been, he talks about, uh, and this article is a couple years old that I'm reading. Uh, but he, he talks about since in, uh, he's had multiple investors ask about opening up a kind of revamped version of the dock. Sure. And he wants no part of that now. He's, I can see that. At the time, he may have wanted it. I in think 04. he's in his 50s. Exactly. He said, I'm done with that babysitting. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. I mean. And in today's world, it's not going to be the same. You can't recreate what the 80s were. You can't. You can't. It could be cool. It could be yeah. awesome. But it won't be I, I the don't, dock. I don't think people run as. I could be wrong. I don't think people run as hard from midnight till 4 a.m. as they did in in generations before. I may be wrong. Now, Uber would change the game for them because, I mean, people got rung up on Dewey's. Like, 24-7. Yeah, and people just really kept trying to run the gauntlet. I mean, it was pretty amazing. 
Um, Uber and Lyft and other options could kind of change the game, but you, you, you make a great point, Blake. You can't recreate 85, 90, 95. It's impossible. At the dock. So you could do something new and it would be cool. And I think the idea of the de- of a development there is awesome. I mean, there's sure. lots of opportunities. It would be there. more refined. Exactly. You'd need restaurant life a little bit more. The yeah. bar would have to still be a little bit more cultured. Yeah. The dock is, as they say in this article. Uh, is it we, iconic? Absolutely. Yeah. And it was the wild. They said it was the wild west of Jackson in the 80s and 90s. Because there were no, people would roll up in their boat at 2 a.m. and the party would go for another two Absolutely. hours. Absolutely, And that just didn't happen. There was nowhere else like that right. at the time. Right. So you just can't, re- again, you can't recreate. It's just like we talk about with Skip Bertman and LSU. There's too many other factors that change the nature of the game. Right. You can't go LSU back to that. LSU keeps thinking that they're going to, we'll switch gears to sports for a second, which is kind of what we are. <laughs> um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. LSU thinks that they're going to bottle that 1990 to 97 run again. It happen. will never happen. Nope. It, it, it will never happen. Um, there are too many good teams and way too many good teams. And uh, as legendary and great as Skip Bertman was and is, uh, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to rip off five national titles over over a decade. Um, now you you can definitely win one every, you know, win one and then win another four to six seven years later. Sure, but uh, it's going to be extremely difficult. To I mean, LSU's going on a 12 year drought, which doesn't sound like a lot for most teams, but for LSU since 1990. Mm-hmm is is a big, quote-unquote, national title drought. And they didn't have to deal with Florida. They didn't have to deal with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. They didn't have to deal with South Carolina. Right. Like, none of those teams were any good Ole in Miss. the 90s. Ole Miss, Ole Miss wasn't was, any good. They were garbage in the I mean, 90s. Well, I mean, 95, Delucci, and, and then they had pride. They, they had, but, but for the most part, Blake, they were, they were not a good baseball Not title program. contenders. Right. Not title contenders. And uh, we didn't even have A&M in Missouri in. But you're right. Vandy, Flo- the, the, really the the deal now, and Bianco took took advantage of this yep. early, okay, from 01 to whatever, 9 or 10. But now that Florida and Vandy have 
and South Carolina did. They've lost it. They can get it back. Solidified themselves as national uh, powerhouse programs. Yeah, any given year, they can compete. It's just yeah. a, in, in Arkansas, too. You told me they had been to four college Arkansas's, World Series? Arkansas has been to four in the last 10 years. Yeah, Van yep. Horn's amazing. So four college World Series in 10 years. Yep. Hold on. How many SEC teams did you tell me have been to four college World Series in the last 10 years? Mississippi State okay. has been to four. Uh, Arkansas has been to four. Okay. Vanderbilt's been to five. Okay. Uh, Florida's been to six. Okay. South Carolina's been to three. And then I'd have to go. That was, that was the ones that I looked That's at. all I need to LSU know. LSU hadn't even and, been to four. how difficult it will be for LSU yeah. or anybody else to win, yeah. to win natties. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's just, it's, a whole it's just totally game. different. You know, yeah. 1994, the league just, you know, wasn't that good. Um, the money. Tony Vitello at Tennessee yeah, like has George's done Yeah, head baseball coach in 94 was making $70,000. Yeah. Okay? Tony Vitello just signed His a assistants were making thirty. Yeah. I want you to think about that. I mean, I could make that bartending in your, college. Your whole, your whole baseball budget for coaches was less than 500000 There you go. Now, Tony Vitello just signed well, a way, one point. Hold on. Way less. Yeah. It was actually less than two hundred and fifty. You're probably right. I'm probably overshooting it. Yeah, I mean by a lot. Yeah, but now Tony Vitello, who's been to one World Series and has coached for four seasons in Tennessee, just signed a one point five million dollar contract extension and got nine hundred thousand dollars for his assistant pool. So they made a commitment of two point four million dollars at a baseball program that's not really a elite baseball program over history. Yeah, that's not how they're seen. A, a there that may be the only team in the conference that it goes football then basketball then baseball yeah Yeah. seriously i mean that yeah other than kentucky who's a basketball school but then it's nothing else it's not two and three right yeah they don't care about football Mm -mm. you and i both been up there in the last few years it's when you're roaming around town it's so much fun it's a lazy town it's hilarious because they don't care nope i mean every uber driver that i got in kept asking me what time is the game i mean i'm like who are we playing? <laughs> and, they, and they thought Mississippi State was a powerhouse. Yeah. And fo- I mean, that's, that's their mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at that time, until that weekend, Mullen had beat them like seven times in a row. Yeah, I think he went So they thought Mississippi State was like, you know, they just, they had not beat Mississippi State in almost a decade. Yeah. Um, Okay, so back to, I, I want to hit on that for a second. Tony Vitello, everybody had him leaving. He stayed. Yeah, we do this with Dan McDonald every year. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, now we did have two guys at big programs leave, which probably in the world of college baseball may not have happened ever, or in let's just say modern day, mm-hmm. where you had Schlossnagel leave TCU, where he's gone to like four or five CWSs, and go to A and M, and Jay Johnson who has been to four CWSs at Arizona, go to LSU. Yeah. But McDonald's still at Louisville, and and Tony Vitalo signs for $1.5 million per year, and as Blake said, they're allocating nine hundred grand to the assistants. Now, for some of you, you may say that doesn't sound like a lot because you immediately think about the 10 full-time assistants in SEC football mm-hmm. and the fact that, the coordinators in this state make over seven figures. Uh, DJ Durkin at Ole Miss makes over a million dollars. DC at Ole Miss. And Zach Arnett at Mississippi State makes over a million dollars. DC at at MSU, right? 
And then other assistants that aren't don't even carry a coordinator title, some of those guys make seven hundred grand. But you're talking about only two full time assistants in baseball. Yep. And then they have what they call a volunteer assistant. And then they have one other dude. Yeah. I don't even know what director of baseball ops. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Director of baseball ops. Who's kind of the chief of staff. Paid by the A D department. It's not even part of the baseball like thing. It's okay. different. Yeah. Okay. And I don't even know what that average is. It, well, I would actually like to take that what that average salary is at the teams that actually care. Yeah. So like the director of baseball ops, if you took an average um, the top 25 programs in the country, right? Yeah, like or, those, or just Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Arkansas, yeah. and LSU. It's, it, I would think it's over six figures. You would think? It's got to be close. I don't think so. I could be wrong. You're Especially if you're running a, if you're part of, if you're the director of ops of a program that's consistently went competing for a national championship, I would think you're getting, okay, you may be right. I don't, a good, I don't think you, but you may be, I'm, yeah. we'll, we'll check on that. It's gotta be in close. The 80,000, 90,000. There's rumors maybe. that like Gotro is now close to a half a million dollars. That's massive for an assistant. Ron Polk never made that. I just want you to think about that. Ron Polk never made close to half a million dollars as the head baseball coach at Mississippi state. There are rumors that Gotro, after saying no to the Rice head coaching job yep. and to an assistant job at A&M, and Clement was also courted by A&M because he's got assistant. ties, yeah. okay? And and he's a really good, you know, assistant coach. He he, he was courted, too. I don't know where he is, but I, I, I feel confident that Lafferty and Clement they are well up. north yeah. of at least 350, if not 400. Gotro rumors 450-ish. 500. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. I would have to believe that Pat McMahon as Ron Polk's number one assistant was making 70, 40. Yeah. I was going to say at most yeah. 50 grand. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there, Blake. I mean, like Mac came Seriously. back. All right. So he left for old dominion in 90. I think he goes to old dominion for about four or five years. You notice the program dipped by the way, hard. Shot. From ninety, yeah, yeah. Mac is Mac. Pat McMahon is rehired in ninety six. Maybe they start to get their act back together, and it, it, in ninety seven and ninety eight they go to the College World Series. But but Polk retires in ninety seven after the ninety seven season, and McMahon takes over. I think he was offered one hundred and ten grand as the head coach, like in, in in ninety. It may, it may not have been that much. That's just something to think about now because you got Clement and Lafferty, the top assistants under Bianco, both making several hundred grand apiece. And then Gotro and Foxall both making several hundred thousand apiece. And Tony Vitello just got 900 grand to dole out to his assistants. So, pro but, but man, is that a lot? I mean, you've got your two number ones that I think you, you would at least pay three Ish. But, but that's a program, Bo, that doesn't has not put a dime into baseball. That's a good point. That's my point. They just committed $2.4 million. Even their jerseys look better this year a little bit. They spent, Prior they, to that, it's terrible color. They just so. committed $2.5 million a year to a program that they have not cared about in decades. That's fair Since enough. Todd Helton was there in the 90s. Well, they didn't even care. Then. Like, that's incredible. That And it, that goes back to, again, why you can't recreate the doc and why you can't recreate Skip Bertman and why, you, you know, why what Nick Saban has done at Alabama is so odd. Because you're not supposed to be able to win at that level in this environment now. Let's bring this full circle. Tony Vitello is single. <laughs> what would he do at the dock when it was 
you know, prom dog. When he pulled up in his Ferrari? In his Ferrari that he just drives around? Right. Oh, my what, God. How, Tony Vitello at the dock in 1995. Go. The Mississippi Ag text line is 601-885-3776. Let's get down to brass tacks. It's more serious things. <laughs> Tony Vitello with a, 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 har, a heavy, no, a hairband. <laughs> 95 at the dock on a Friday or Saturday night. He's a good-looking man. I'll okay. tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, the guy could be a model Spelt. or a college baseball coach. Spelt. So how, how would that work out with him as he if he ran into a group of um, six women around 30 years old from Rankin County who were all really good-looking? Tony Vitello, 1995, at the dock. Go. Mississippi Ag, John Deere Tractor text line is 601-885-3776. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I mean, people, people, isn't it tough to, well, you don't, I don't think you remember anything but this. You For the most of your life, it's been non-smoking. I mean, people smoked in yeah. restaurants and bars, yeah. Blake. Yeah, the last place you could and smoke on in, airplanes. The last place you could smoke in that I remember was Waffle House. That was still happening when you I was in high school. You probably still can. Yeah, I don't know if you. I still mean, it depends can. on yeah. which one you're at. Yeah, um, Tony Vitello would. The last w- time I went to Waffle House, it it looked like a crack house, <laughs> but the food's amazing. Okay, um, Tony Vitello only has a two seat Ferrari, but he'd find a way to fit all six in. Yes. <laughs> No doubt. How much? All right, should we back it up a little bit to like 88, 1988? Tony Ooh. Vitello walking in. Because, you know, he's got a little bit of John Travolta in him from 79. He'd have a T-top, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, 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 and can you imagine within these six women from Rankin County who were very oh, attractive in 88, the, the amount of hairspray and makeup on them? No. And then Tony Vitello's in a it's T-top. Amazing. IROC Z or something really Firebird. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing the doc didn't burn down from the amount of hairspray and cigarettes that were in there in the eighties. Honestly. It is. Honestly. It is. (laughs) It is. I mean When I was bartending, people smoked in restaurants and bars. Isn't that that incredible? I mean it's incredible. People smoked in You could be sitting down at a dinner and like I'm talking about some of the finer restaurants that we we referenced. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In 1995. Like Western Sizzlin. No, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> and and you could be sitting down and you're with your you know you're with kids and you're ordering some good food and the table next to you is getting after it. Chief and like Cheech and on Chong, some Marlboro baby. Reds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Nick said the doc still had a cigarette machine in the early 2000s. Oh, my God. I remember cigarette. That I haven't even thought about that in years. That is incredible. I wonder who owned the most lucrative cigarette vending machine company. Whoever was at the dock. In the south. <laughs> well, in the state of Mississippi or the southeast. show is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems. The number one commercial roofing company in the state of Mississippi. We're also powered by Superior Foundation. For all your foundation repairs, Superior, superior.ms. Back in a second. 